What are you? A Black Panther. Welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Alice Sedano, and today's host is returning host, Chris Matthews. Hey, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. That's a good thing. So, Chris uh. is here to help us break down Avengers 125, which takes place right in between Captain Marvel 32 and 33. So, it's like the penultimate... Penultimate... Penultimate. Hey, that's him. That word, chapter. It's always the penultimate chapter, <laughs> isn't it? Something's always happening. It's the Marvel Universe. True. Well, according to this cover, it's the Marvel Age of Comics Phase 2. Did you notice that? No, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I do see the Phase 2 now. Freaking awesome, man. I, I love the cover, man. Well, Captain America comes back this issue in Avengers. Yeah. And he's been gone for a while. Yep. And no Iron Man on the cover. Sorry. It's okay. He's been playing an integral part of what um, Captain Marvel's saga at this point. Oh, yeah. He's one of the main people. Iron Man's been major in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which is well, funny. I was... Me and Brian were talking about it. He's like the one headlining character besides Captain Marvel. That's I was just listening to that podcast today. Because it's like we got Mantis. Oh, no, sorry, not Mantis. We got Moondragon and Drax and Mentor and Eros. And they're all like side characters. you know. And then you got Iron Man and Captain Marvel. But, but see, I know of them through Iron Man. Yep, because Drax first appeared there. Yeah. So did Moondragon. Yep. And this one's got Mantis in it. Yep, because this is still when she was a member of the Avengers. Yeah. But we'll get to this Source, in a second. Oh yeah. So oh we're yeah. going to put in the... Uh, I'm going to drop the synopsis since that way we can just start talking about this sucker and people can follow along. Oh, yeah. In case they were lazy and didn't bother to read the issue. Oh, they can read it with us. Lazy. Lazy. All right, here we go. The Avengers 125. The Power of Babel. Written by Steve Englehart. Penciled by John Buscema. Inked by Dave Cockrum. Colored by Petra Goldberg. Letter by Tom Orszewski. Edited by Roy Thomas. With a cover by Dan Crespi, John Romita Sr., and Ron Wilson. Cover date, July 1974. Original sale date is April 16, 1974. And the original cover price, 25 cents. We begin with the closing of the previous storyline. As Libra, a member of the criminal organization Zodiac, has a moment with Mantis, who may or may not be his daughter, before being taken away by the authorities. Captain America shows up then after his recent battle with the Secret Empire in Washington, D.C. 
Shortly after, Rick Jones' girlfriend, Luann, arrives at the mansion, and all the events from the last few issues of Captain Marvel that the Avengers have been involved in take place. Jumping ahead to shortly after Drax, Iron Man, Moondragon, and Captain Marvel were abducted by Thanos in Captain Marvel 31, the Avengers are alerted that a massive invasion fleet has been spotted heading for Earth. The Avengers take off to combat this fleet. In the Quinjet, we have Captain America, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Mantis, and Swordsman. In a rebuilt Star Cruiser taken from Zodiac is the Black Panther. The two ships, and Thor, who can't exist in space unprotected, take the fight to the invasion fleet. The leader of the flagship contacts Thanos for assistance, but the Titan, who is now a god, just instructs him to fight. Noticing a part of space that is completely black, even for space, the Vision, Scarlet Witch, Swordsman, and Mantis go to investigate, while Thor and the ships continue the battle. They find a hidden space station with a universal translator inside. Realizing that this is how Thanos' diverse alien army is able to communicate and work together, they destroy it, plunging the fleet into chaos and infighting. The threat to the Earth seemingly finished, the Avengers head home. Most of them are jubilant in their triumph, although a few wonder if there is more to it than just a simple invasion fleet. Hidden nearby, Thanos observes the Avengers and notes that it didn't matter if they won or lost the battle, just by going, they have helped to doom the planet. This issue has been reprinted in Essential Avengers Volume 6, Marvel Masterworks The Avengers Volume 13, Die Official Marvel Comics Samlung Hardcover Classic Volume 25, that's a German reprint version, and I still don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly, so please, if anyone speaks German, please let me know what I'm saying wrong. Which is probably all of it. So actually, just tell me how to say it right. <laughs> the Avengers vs. Thanos trade paperback. 40 Years of the Avengers DVD-ROM. And digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Hey everybody, I'm Paul Spataro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins, along with my friends Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway, what we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC, and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So... Tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. And there it is. Oh, that was the greatest synopsis I've ever heard. You are correct. I'm sure. And now I have pressure on myself to do it damn good. <laughs> I do it eventually. Ah, that's future me's problem. Who cares yeah. about him? He's a jerk. Uh, so, like we said, the cover. So you like the cover? I do like the cover. Yeah, definitely one of the symbolic. Obviously, it's a symbolic cover. It's not that does not happen. Giant Thanos does not try to eat the Avengers. No, but he sends something that should eat the Avengers up. It kind of reminds me of like Jaws. Like if this came out a few years later, I would have assumed it was influenced by Jaws. Yeah, but this yeah, is seventy three, nice. so Jaws it wasn't well, out yet. Maybe this influenced Jaws. Ooh. I don't know. When did Jaws come out? 
two years later, 75. Uh, maybe some guy read this and went, hey, man, I just had this great idea. Let's make a big shark and have it eat a whole bunch of people on a beach because that's what it looks like. But, yeah, he looks freaky on that cover. He does. I, You know, it doesn't really look like a Thanos. It looks like a, I don't know, the eyes, man, the shape of that. It's funky. Yeah, because it's so close. It almost up. like good. That's because it's so close up and he's so big. It doesn't really look like him. I mean, it is him, but it doesn't look like him because it's so close up to a giant face. Just well, you know what it kind of looks like to me. What is is an Ultron kind of look. Mm, okay, I can see because that because of the metallic look. Yeah, um, you know of the of the walkway, but actually that's them on the Quinjet, is what it's supposed to be. I'm pretty sure. And the Thanos symbol sort of symbolizes the armada that's coming. I like the fact that he's so huge that Scarlet Witch is blasting his teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give him some, give him some gold. He needs some bling up there. <laughs> She's fighting the cavity creeps for him. Yeah. So actually, into the issue. Yes. And so this is because in this era it was kind of always. Like you, uh, you said before we started, where you said you read the last few issues, and it was all like it all went in one story to another. There rarely yeah. was an ending. It was kind of like we went from. The, yeah, the, yeah. They just had the final sequence with the Zodiac. Yeah, and this kind of like epilogues that because you see Lupa yeah. still there talking to Mantis as he's being let off in handcuffs. Yes. So like the last story ended. I mean, you could have stopped with one twenty four and been done. You know, with the Zodiac story, but if you oh, start yeah. reading, you get like a little bit in the taste in the beginning of the epilogue, which is kind of confusing. Well, as a long-time reader, man, I read this and went, okay, what happened because of this? So I went back like two or three issues and read up on this whole thing. Well, I'm a little confused on, because of the second page, because Libra and Mantis are talking, because Man- Libra is Mantis's father. Yes. Which they tell us right here. And that's that's not completely true, though, is it? I I thought it was. I I, I thought it was something else later on, because I could have sworn. Um, well, maybe later on, but at least as of here, he's her father. Yeah, yeah. As of this point in continuity, yes. <laughs> this is this is his father. I I was totally on board with this as it went through. And, okay, so she's happy that she, you know, and apparently while he's a villain, he's not that horrible a villain. For one thing, he said that next page that uh, he, while he's going to go to jail, it's going to be under the circumstances from whatever happened. He, while he will be imprisoned, it's going to be a light sentence. And he asks, will you visit me? And her answer is, this one cannot say. Someday, this one's heritage will become known. And she senses then there will be much that she will want to forget. What does that mean? So you will visit him or you won't visit him? I'm very confused. Oh, man, this is the contradiction queen, man. Because right before, she's saying, I can't really call you father because you're not really been a father to me, but I've, I'm glad I've met you. At least we're you know, starting to know who you actually, know who you are. And that I understood. It's like, okay, you didn't raise me, so you, you know, she doesn't want to call him father. I get that. I dig it. But then that next page, it's like, well, wait, so... You are going to visit him. You're not going to visit him. You're going to wait. It's like, I'm not really sure. That was a yes or no question. Yeah, well, you know... How did you you confuse a yes or no question? 
I have to say, when, when I when I when I read it the first time, I sort of glossed over all this because right after this, Cap shows up, and I love Cap, so I wanted to see why his head was hanging so low. Well, because this this takes place right after Captain America one seventy five, which is the big secret Empire story. Yeah, yet another culmination of events in in another offshooting series from the Avengers. Yeah, this is that big story. Which, by the way, you know who guest starred in those uh, Secret Empire stories? No, uh uh-uh. The X-Men. Oh, really? Yep. How about that? Or at least a couple of them. Yeah. Because this was during the time when the X-Men was canceled, remember? Yeah. So you'll the, the dreaded reprint years. <laughs> exactly. So you got like X Men which open drips and drabs. So I think it was like Cyclops, Marvel Girl, and I think Angel. I'm not sure who the third one was, but I'm pretty sure it's only three of them were in those stories. I can't think of Angel and not think of him as drunk Angel. It's <laughs> the only way I can ever think of him. If I put a drunken slant on him, he rocks. I think him and Tony Stark should have hung out back into drinking years. You should put something on, send a thing into Kenny X cast to have him do a Tony Stark voice so they can have Drunk Angel and Tony Stark hang out. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. So we know what Cap was, and that's why he's all depressed. Yeah. Because if you know anything about Captain America's history, and if you don't, you should read that Secret Empire story. I kind of know the Secret Empire stuff, but I can't say I've actually read the, the Secret Empire stuff. But, I mean, you have an idea of what happens. Uh, so basically, he's fighting this group, the Secret Empire, this evil... I think I'm not sure if it's racist or not, but at least evil subversive group. And yeah, they, they all I, go I by know numbers. of the Secret Empire from you know later yeah. years, you know. But I don't. This but, is like that was the first like encounter with the Secret Empire, well, and how much they had dug their claws in around the United States or whatever, wasn't it? Not to yeah. Well, basically the thing was is that Cap finally figured if I was finally could confront number one of this because like they all went by numbers. Oh, but, uh, number okay. twenty-seven was if you were number twenty-seven, you were obviously higher up than number fifty. Yeah, yeah. He was able to confront number one, and number one was in the White House. Ooh. And kills himself at the end. And Cap's shaken, and we don't see who number one is. Isn't that right around, like, in the after this, isn't that when they first want to elect Captain America as president? Mm, That was later, I think. That was a couple years later. Okay. But the thing is, this took place in 73. What real world thing happened in the around the, about the White House in 1973? Oh shit! Look, now you're working me. <laughs> oh, here's here's a hint. It's named after a hotel. Uh, the oh, room. Watergate. Bingo. And so they kind of. It's meant to be like a read between the lines that maybe he wasn't. He didn't leave office. Maybe that's what happened to him. Mm. If you know what I mean, that it was you know Nixon. Yeah, and that's why Cap's so dis- you know disheveled you know he's disappointed. He's so in the government because if you know something like he's that, the embodiment of it. If the president could be number one, then you know this is because this is right after this Cap stops being Cap for several issues and becomes nomad. Yeah. Yeah, because he gives up Captain America within these issues as well, yep. if I'm not mistaken. You know, it makes, he yeah. tells them of his decision. Isn't that what he's kind of doing or something? Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I can even do this anymore. Yeah, it's just, this takes place right in between everything. Yeah. Like I said, this is a big continuity issue because, you know, okay, Cap 175 goes to this, and then all the, because uh, then we have Luann show up. 
who's Rick yes. Hull's girlfriend. And then we find out on one page that everything that's happened in the last several issues of Captain Marvel all takes place in the, during this time period. Yeah, within these next two pages, everything comes out. And then they pop back and go to, let's get it on. I mean, it's like it's, it's a two-page recap. And so it made me go and read the entire run of Captain Marvel that they had for those issues that they told me. It was a 29 to 31 or 33, something well, like that. They say it's 25 to 33, although really okay. not. Okay, I read 25 to 33. You really didn't have to read all of those to be for the Avengers part? No, but the like, Luann part. Oh, well, yeah. I have every bit of the Luann part in my head. And from tell, the Captain Marvel issue. And tell me, Starlin's artwork, did he get so much better between 25 and 32? Oh, I sent you that page. Yeah. Of, what was it, 29, I think? Mm-hmm. Or 30? I think it was 29, because I was, I was listening to the podcast on, th- on issue 30, I think, today. Oh, that's where your partner there said he hates Rick James. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the uh, yeah. That's the picture from. I, I'm looking at the thing you sent me now. It's from Captain Marvel. Like the disembodied head on Rick James and how whiny it was the whole time. I loved it. It was great. Rick James has his moments, and then he has his crap moments. Well, yeah. uh, of late, he's having as as uh, one of the key movers and shakers around the Marvel universe. As of I don't know what six months ago or so, he he was. You know, I don't really want to say what he is. Nobody's you know read it yet. I'm I'm more than six months behind on current Marvel, so I can't say. Yeah, no, yeah, then I won't I won't say. But Rick James becomes a mover and shaker in the Marvel universe scene. But so so we have that recap, which is a nice recap page. Yeah. And sometimes those recap things get anno- got annoying. Like if you're reading issue after issue after issue, and you had to deal with like two pages. <laughs> Recapping last issue, you know, because I went back after read. I read all of this issue, and then I went back and read the other. So, yeah. what's the thing here? This is, you is know, like I just sort of series. looked at it tonight. It's they're nice little visionettes to actually tell you what each issue was about. Yeah, and like I said, at least this is about yeah. a different series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not recapping what happened in Avengers again and again. No, no, no. This is all the the controller took Luann over. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I uh, tried to use him to get Captain Marvel for Thanos, and that and, didn't work. Uh, and it did not work because in the process, Captain Marvel was brought uh, to oh, I almost want to say the edge of the universe. I can't remember another dimension. Whatever by Eon. Yeah. And his full potential was realized, and he gained the cosmic awareness that is so associated with him in his later years. And blonde hair. He became blonde. Yes, yes. I did not realize that. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I have seen Captain Marvel in earlier issues, but I never really thought of it that way until I I listened to the pod that you guys had, and and you told me about the change in the hair, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, in fact, they even pay attention to that, because if you look on this uh, recap page in Avengers... The two images of Captain Marvel on here, he does have silver hair. So they were paying attention here. And speaking of the art, I just want to say I like the art of this, but that's because it's John Bosima and Dave Cockrum. Yeah, you can't get wrong with them. It's like, of yeah. course it's going to be good. Dude, Captain Marvel coming in at the top of that one panel over top of Luann's body. 
Oh, all like his shirt. His cap there. That's shirt all yeah, that all, yeah, he's all like, ah, damn dirty apes. <laughs> he does look like that. Mm-hmm. Come here, bright eyes. And so now we have the Avengers who are left, because remember, Iron Man got sucked away with oh, Captain Marvel. As you, Iron Man was like integral to all of this Captain Marvel crap. You're right. He is, you know, he seems like that is the one guy. He's like, hey, I want to use this guy too. Well, because yeah, <laughs> he was there for the first Thanos, first Thanos and first Drax. And yeah. they also did do that one, uh, the Marvel feature one with the Iron Man and the, uh, was it, the Thing. Yeah, Iron Man and the Thing. So besides Captain Marvel, he's been the person, and Drax, he's been the person that's been bothering on Earth, you know, Thanos the most. Is but that now it's like he's able to at least influence a little bit of the Avengers title itself. He's pulled them all out for an all-out war. He's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Captain Marvel needs a war. <laughs> Why don't you send Armada? You can send your Avengers. Or at least Steve Englehart wanted to play, which is cool. The Avengers, as usual, are bit characters in a cosmic encounter. That's what they always are. Even when they think they're the big guys. No, nah, they're wrong. <laughs> so let's see. Who do we have left here of the Avengers? Not Iron Man. It's gone. we got Cap, Thor, Vision. Black well, they give you the whole group right right yeah. there. At, Black at, Panther. At page six. Yep. Scarlet Witch, Swordsman, and Mantis. Yep. And you had said and, that you wanted to talk about Star Corps, you said. Well, yeah. Well, because they found out all this because Star Corps has found a armada coming at us. Starcore, if I'm not mistaken, is the, the place that was destroyed when Phoenix arose. I'm pretty and Jean Grey was put at the bottom of the Hudson Bay. I, it's, I think it's that. I'm but pretty I, certain Starcore is where they had that fight from X-Men 100, Uncanny X-Men 100. Yeah. And that's where they were at. They were at Starcore. Yeah, Although I do find back. it funny here Listen. that they say it's uh, Starcore has, uh, has spotted a massive invasion beat. Sent by Thanos. It's like, well, how do you know it's been sent by Thanos? Well, because they, they, Captain Marvel said, look, this group's coming, man. You know he'd have somewhere. He's got cosmic awareness. I just find that funny. I would, be, I would, just, I would love it if what they did <laughs> this issue is that it had nothing to do with Thanos. They, it's just a random invasion fleet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I don't know where they come from, but they're coming, boss. <laughs> they fight these guys. They're like, where's Thanos? They're like, who's Thanos? We don't know. We just want to conquer the Earth. But they say, let's get it on. You know there's some music going on right there. as the, what, what modified find- Quinjet and, what is it, Libra's, the Zodiac spaceship or something? Yeah, they're captured and rebuilt Star Cruiser. Yes. By the way, did you notice in that panel, let's get it on? Are they flying past Big Ben? Oh, it does kind of look like it, doesn't it? Aren't they in New York? You would have thought it might be the Empire State Building, but... Isn't Big Ben, isn't London a bit far from New York City? You wouldn't see the... Oh, big man, you know what you need to do is try to figure this out from a global perspective, because there was something else in here that made me think it could be it could be done in a different area. The Ultron reference from the beginning. Maybe, uh, maybe this is a completely discombobulated storyline that they planned on having that was supposed to be Ultron and Britain. I wonder, because it's looking at that, like, that looks like Big Ben. Big Ben it is does not look New like York. Big ben. I'm not a geography major, but I'm pretty certain that Big Ben is not New York. No, I don't think so. But, uh, so the Black Panther's alone on the Zodiac ship. Of course. You know, because he's the Black Panther. Even back then, he's the Black Panther. You know, here's the thing. Well, he's the Tony Stark of the group at this point. 
Well, no, here's what I was about to say. Here's who he is. Now, when you go to Marvel DC, that's not all, because of the difference in characters, you can't actually say he's the Superman because while Thor might be power-wise the Superman, he's not exactly Superman like with the morals. Like, well, he's would, sort of like a Batman. Well, I was going to say, Superman, Thor, like, Superman actually is going to kind of split up between, like, I'd say, Spider-Man and Thor. Because Thor has the power, but Spider-Man is definitely on the same... The Boy Scout? I exactly. don't know. I think of it more of a Captain America, so to speak. But here's the thing I was going to say. Black Panther is the Batman of Marvel. Yeah, if there if there is a... Yeah, because I read that whole... The, the New Avengers... Right before the when the incursion started beginning and stuff, okay, him, yeah. I, I gained new respect for his character and Namor's character. Well, since you have Marvel Unlimited, go yeah. read the Christopher Pre- the Marvel Knights Black Panther series. Okay, I'll do that. It's the one that started. I think it started like ninety nine or something. That's cool. I'll be looking for something new. I've been reading Cable and De- oh, here's my shout out. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Chunga. <laughs> I've been saying that at work. I've been reading Cable and Deadpool. That was a good book. I, I've actually, I've, I've highly enjoyed it. I like things that intersect with the Civil War because the original Civil War is one of my favorite um, uh, comic events that have occurred in, in all of Marvel. No, yes, Cable and Deadpool was good, but yeah, go read the. If you like Black Panther, go read. I think it was a ninety-eight or ninety-nine started. It's the one that started with Marvel Knights. That's it. Hey, I have no problems doing that. I've read the, um, I want to say the Spider-Man Marvel Knights. Um, I think I've read the Daredevil Marvel Knights. I haven't That's had a problem with any of the of the Marvel Knights. Yeah, the Daredevil one was the Kevin Smith book. Now I have to say I have read various issues of Moon Knight, and I haven't gotten enough into Moon Knight that he's somebody that I go out there and look around for. But Black Panther, yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will definitely get back and look for his yeah, trust stuff. Trust me, it's an awesome, awesome series. That's cool. But yeah, it made, it made sense to me as I'm reading it. Even back in 73, it's like they knew. He's like, yeah, he's the, he's there. He's Batman here. <laughs> he's uh, like, man, I, I tell you, dude, I, I love what I see in comics these days. Yeah. But I love the it pulls from older, uh, older issues to make things happen and... You know, congregate together are awesome. What they do. Oh, that's good. I'm looking. You know, I have to say, it's you know, I've read comics forever, and uh, I gotta say, I I enjoy the stories. And I do like also reading current, being a current reader, and then looking back at something like this. Oh, this this is what makes it even better. Is is when you find something like right now, the Black Panther. Yeah, he's the guy that runs it. And when you think about it nowadays, the evolution of the characters you've seen him throughout, now he is that. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, he would be the guy that does that. Out of that, and you know, you'd almost think that the Vision would do it. You know, no. Captain America's flying one. But I you think maybe the Vision being the computer would jack in and do it, but no. It's like I said, he's like the Batman because this is a very yeah. Batman thing. Look, you take the Synthesoid and the mutant and the God. You're gonna need them all. I- I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I got me. I'm good. <laughs> well, that's when what happens is is you go into the next splash page. Because oh. here they come. By the way. And it is, that's the Armada. It's huge. And space it's a, oh, is all yeah, it's a big splash page. And when I read this earlier, and they said, here they come, in my head, all of a sudden, I heard the music from Star Wars. Yeah. From the space, well, the first one from uh, 
you know, or technically the fourth, you know, episode four, but, you know, the one that was always called Star Wars, where the X-Wing's like, here they come, and all of a sudden you see all the TIE fighters all over them, and they're having the dog fights. Hey, this is Dion Bai. I'm here with my friend Jay Blake, uh, both of the Podwitz fame. We've got a new um, podcast coming out for you. Do you remember back in the day when having your friends sleep over your house was the highlight of your week where you'd uh, go out with your parents and you'd rent every movie under the sun and you'd get some Jiffy Pop, uh, you'd max out that rental card and you'd uh, get some Joke Cola and stay up all night long watching more movies than you think you'd be able to binge watch? Uh, I do. Well, we've got a new podcast that you'll love. It can be found at saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com and basically what we're going to be doing here at Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers we're going to be profiling new and old that we used to watch when we were little. Yeah, movies from action movies to horror movies to maybe even new movies. Yeah, whatever we think could be a forgotten gem or something that we think could be a cult classic. We'll be seeing if the old movies still stand up, if they're as good as they used to be, if we remember them, and if they warrant a second viewing for people. So come on down and listen to us at Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. That can be found again at saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com. We'll be waiting for you. Later. Well, I mean, everybody had to have at least a couple minutes to take in that splash page because that's all I've been looking at the last thing. But when we go to the next page, then you see Thor going out and going, I'm going to screw these guys up. And, and you know, you gotta look how bad a story is. He just climbs outside in the middle of space. He's God. He's one of the big three, man. And he's like, four. hey. You really ought to call him the big four. He's like, hey, everyone chill out. They start shooting at him. He's like, all right. It's just blowing everything up. Yeah, he does. Well, you, and you know, peeps are dying now, too. Oh. There's no... Oh, yeah, I was thinking that too. You know, you're not seeing, like, oh, let's look out still. for the loss of life here. It's, you know what? We're blowing this ship up. Avengers, the Avengers kill so many aliens in this issue. Yeah, they're cannon fodder. I mean, there's these giant ships, so you know they're filled with them, especially since they're trying to attack the world, which means you know it's probably full of, like, armies of people ready to go on the land as well. So there's, like, thousands and thousands of people they've killed. Oh wow, and 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 their best, the, the best thing is the fact that they're so small, because Thor, you know, and and the little, they're a little plant, they're they're little Quinjet and can't be seen. Well, it's yeah, it, 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 it's know, like that first so Star small. Wars. It's like that first Star Wars when they said yeah. in the Death Star, the reason they had to send out the Tie Fighters, the yeah. X-wings were too small for the Death Star to pinpoint the you know, to focus. Hey. On. Humans are too small for stormtroopers. That's the basic thing you got to figure. Well, everyone knows that. <laughs> Brick wall but, walls are too too small for stormtroopers to focus on. <laughs> but, well, but the problem is 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 Black Panther. He's got the big ship, so everybody's shooting at his ass. Well, of and course, he's the Black Panther. So it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, not only does he evade them all. He manages to take one out. And apparently they're... Blowing it straight up. And either the Avengers are really doing that well already, or these aliens are friggin' cowards. Because well, right away, that first so page... looks like they've destroyed, what, three, maybe, let's say, four ships. You know, we'll and, say in the first panel there where Thor pops out, he throws his hammer anyway, takes one out, even though... And then you get to see the next two. And then you say so you got maybe four ships have been destroyed. But definitely three. Yeah, yeah, definitely three. 
and the Thanos thralls make contact with Thanos. Oh, they're they're already, because they're scared of shit. They're already shitting bricks. Yeah. They're like, we were promised, you know, little kids to pick on. And you sent us, you sent their parents, their parents are coming after us. This is not fun. Oh, this is, man, I'm telling you, the writing is all about the phrases, because the end of the thing is, strive on. (laughs) That's all Thanos has to say. He gives them a bunch of bullshit, but at the end, it's strive on. Doesn't matter what you have to do, you're fodder. So basically, Thanos is like, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> Shut up and actually fight you a little. Oh God, I swear I'm sick of you people. I'm out of here. Thanos out. Well, I mean, he gives up the greatest things too. He's willing to give these guys all like almost worlds for their own dominion. It seems like everybody that talks about Thanos is, and Thanos or, or that Thanos talks is like, "Hey, I told you you could rule the world, and so do what you got to do, or else you're gonna die." Basically. And then Thor pops into that ship, just rips himself, rips his way right in the, inside the ship, and just starts trashing everything. Oh yeah, he doesn't matter to him. But I mean, and then you've still got the space battle going on, so he's decided to take it to the to the army itself to take this, I guess, dreadnought out. They're the ones talking to Thanos, so it's one of the, it's one of the biggest ships, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Thor's like, huh, we'll fuck this place up. <laughs> I love the fact that even the aliens think Thor speaks weird. <laughs> Pay no heed to the strange talking terror in my legions. You know somebody's clicking their ear, going, "Why is the translator bud not working right, man? What's going on with this guy? He sucks weird. I don't like him." And Thor just beats the hell out of him. Yeah, it just pisses him off. And we also show now we got some collateral damage happening as some of these ships are crashing under Earth. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a good thing that. uh all the Avengers are in space. <laughs> Nobody's there to save the civilians. Well, I like that. While we're seeing these ships being blown up, so you know they're killing thousands of aliens, but if you see the ship when it hits the building and falls, you see that it falls safely in the middle of the street, and everyone has moved away to the sidewalks. Well, you wonder if, not an episode, but an issue of, a, of another concurrent comic is somebody dealing with the wreckage that falls down from the sky during this war? I'll have to look into it. I don't think so, but I'll have to look into it. I doubt it, but, uh, you know, wouldn't it be kind of cool if you see, like, you know, Daredevil? I do like this. It's like, oh, like, don't worry, we killed a crap ton of aliens, but no humans were hurt. Mm-hmm. They all got off the street, and the street is big enough for the spaceship to crash. It's all good. Well, that's when our... I'm telling you, this is the Tony Stark of the... <laughs> of the Avengers at this point, he notices the black patch of darkness. The the patch of, I'm sorry, the patch of solid black. Yes. Well, uh, it's a giant patch of black in the middle of, where there's no, yeah, in the middle of all these stars. You you think, you you don't have to be Tony Stark genius level to notice. No, but he's the guy that does. It's like he was drawn to it out of everybody because you know he's been evading all of these ships. Oh, yeah. So and you know he's been running constant scans the whole time because it's a modified <laughs> vessel. Yeah. So what is it? Uh, Captain America and Panther are going to keep flying the ships, and Mantis, Swordsman, Scarlet Witch, and Vision are going to go investigate this blackness. And so now we get some of the uh, little Avengers uh, soap opera. This is basically it looks like Vision has been flirting with Mantis. Yes. 
Well, no, no. Actually, Vision hasn't particularly been flirted because I when I went well, back to Captain flirt. Marvel or the Avengers issues before this, and he is alluding to the fact that Vision likes the logic that Mantis uses in her decision making, and he she is taking that as a as as him digging her, <laughs> basically more than Scarlet Witch. To be fair, and he does not. Well, to be fair, that's about as close to flirting as the vision gets anyway. Yes, but he doesn't so. even realize he's flirting. He Oh yeah. I understand the what going through and reading the old event Avengers issues and seeing how all this played out, she's a bitch. Well, I mean, because they're not really a couple couple at this point, are they? Not yet. Um, she's got realizing that she has feelings for him and kind of thinks that he has feelings for her. And I, th- I think he's reciprocated that he has feelings for her in his logic, the most logical way he can. No, they, they, they I don't know, but they have to be together because here's the thing: they're going to be married in less than a year. Oh yeah, but it doesn't take long in the Marvel universe for for such things to happen. Look at uh, Hawkeye Mockingbird. True. That was like what one issue? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right. But either way, so the Vision's going out with three high schoolers. Basically, the swordsman's all freaky too. Yeah, he's all he's all butthurt. He's been tortured. He's just got back too. Yeah, Captain America came back, but swordsman also came back in this issue. He was tortured like two or three issues ago in the Avengers, and then he's been recuperating up until I think this issue. And basically, his girlfriend's drooling all over the Vision. Yeah, yeah, he thinks that Manus is all up in it. Which I, you know, Manus is I think kind of being drawn to Vision and the logical nature of him you know it's almost like a match made in heaven but vision don't see it that way <laughs> i'm telling you so they go in the blackness and they find a giant spaceship in there or a station i'm not sure which well it's great that the uh that the force field is labeled force field in english <sighs> oh oh later on yeah <laughs> yeah well, yeah, I guess I sort of blew over that. That guy looks like Blastar. Oh, that one when they first start fighting them? The one guy that says something. To, what did he say? More troops. Someone alert the other. And then Because <laughs> Mantis kicks him with troop. Oh, mean? I guess he was going to say troop. Yeah. But the O. <laughs> it was so long. So pronounced. It went over two panels. But again, they're killing people because look at this swordsman. He is slicing these guys up. Yeah, he is. He is killing aliens. That vision don't care, man. He's just popping intangible and knocking them out. See, he's not even trying to kill them like all like Thor and all the rest of them. He doesn't need to. Nope. He's above it all. But yeah, so they get to the Universal Translator, which they realize is why they can understand the aliens and all these, because Thanos had, remember, Thanos' group is not just like one group of aliens, like one species. Yes. It's like dozens and dozens of dozens of all the criminals and the dregs. Oh, hey. You know, we were talking about time travel earlier. Can I go back? Okay. So the title of this issue is Tower of Babel, which will definitely be something we want to listen to later on. Yep. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the Power of Babel. Power of Babel. Oh, wow. So, the title of this issue is The Power of Babel, 
which we'll definitely want to listen to later on. <laughs> there. I gave it to you again. Perfect. So, yeah. and I, that's I, 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 I wanted to mention something at the beginning of the episode. Well, I hope you edited it in. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's like you're 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 described the the whole this is the whole point of it all is the fact that they well, can hear you know they they understand each other's language because of this one device on this one ship yeah and kind of like you said thankfully this label the thing that's labeled force field is very cleanly labeled so they know exactly what to turn yeah it's it's in english of all things well because that's it's remember it's all translated still well you know yeah. I, oh, is it? I mean, even the written word? I guess yes. so. Yeah, wow. And that's that's why Vision even says in there, a machine with a name clearly inscribed in English. And Mantis says, oh, oh, yes. And Mantis says that she reads it in Vietnamese. Oh, okay. See, look, I jumped ahead of myself. And they realize I that's what the translation is doing. It's not just, and that's why it's yeah, important. It's, it's not, not just, just speaking. It's written, so therefore, huh. when they're looking at the controls... They can all read the control the way they need to see it, so they can all fly their ships, work together. Huh? And then, of course, okay. Before well, hopefully the whiskey will wear off then, and I'll actually continue reading along with you. <laughs> so that I like that they leave the ship, and everyone that the vision didn't kill gets killed because they blow it up, and it goes boom. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't go boom. They're very good in here, if you notice. When you're outside in space, there's no sound effects. That's true. Yep, they don't even have a boom up there. It's just a blinding flash at the center. They've only been showing sound effects inside atmosphere, but not outside. They're being very careful. And you see the transmissions of, we read you, Vision, and we're coming in. And it is, you know, that whole Star Wars reference, you think like the Death Star's going up then. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a different perspective, and and of course the sizes are different, but it almost looks like a, a TIE fighter. A huge TIE fighter. It actually does kind of, yeah, in that one panel. Mm-hmm. And then within minutes, all Thanos' people start killing each other. Well, and you know, they're all dead on that ship, too. I mean, because that ship is blown right the hell up. Oh, yeah, that one. But I'm talking about all the other ships. Yeah, oh, yeah, then they start bouncing into each other. But I'm just saying, look at look at the death toll as it goes up now. I know. <laughs> the Avengers, how many, how many deaths just in this battle... Do you think the Avengers are responsible for? Oh, thousands and thousands. You think? Okay, you should do that. You should go back and look at all the. Well, somebody does an Avengers podcast, so they need to go and look at all these because the Kree Scroll War. I'm sure the Avengers did some damage well, there. And the best thing is, I'm thinking of Operation Galactic Storm, where Captain America quit the team because they killed the Kree Supreme Intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here he is. You know, hey, we got no problem with Thor blowing up a couple ships here. Well, Captain's blowing up stuff. It's it's the politics of it. Captain America's like, oh man, you know, that is a supreme leader. We can have dealings with him as opposed to this crazy yeah, group he was of tribesmen dick. that we'll end up with. He was a dick. Because basically it devolved into what? Um, I don't know. It, it went crazy, didn't it? With no supreme leader. But, well, they, they always keep bringing him back, though. Oh, he was alive at the end of that issue. Yeah, they, every time he gets killed, they get somehow bring him back some way, some shape, some form. Well, I don't count that. Here's the thing. If you get killed in a comic and then like a year or two later you're back, they brought you back. If you get killed in the comic and the very same comic, 
they reveal you're still alive. They didn't bring you back. They just you just faked. No, they're not bringing you back. Then I don't know. No, what I'm saying that's a fake. That's a death faking. Then so he faked his death. Because he was alive at the end of that same issue. Ah, huh? How about that? But anyway, so yeah, so Thanos' people basically start killing each other within minutes. Yeah, they don't no problems going on now. It's uh the 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 armada pretty much destroys itself. It just. I love it. It's great. So like within two seconds, as soon as they can't talk, it's like screw this. I'm gonna kill whoever's in front of me. Well, it kind of looks on that on the last panel of the page. It looks like uh, to me the last Starfighter when they engage the button that makes the ship oh, spin everywhere. Kind of, that kind of makes it gives me that kind of the, the vibe. Thing it was called. I forget what it was called. Um, shit, I can't remember. It's been forever. Just the last Starfighter reference ought to make yeah, some people good enough. <laughs> I'm uh, always good for a few of those. Little Alex Rogan. You have been chosen. Uh, uh, I love that movie. Dude, I so want to play that video game after that. I know, me too. Oh, man. And so the Avengers get back to Earth. Yep. And basically it's only Vision and uh, Mantis who are like, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I have an armada that we could easily destroy because of the freaking dark black hole that was easily found. And everyone's like, screw that. We beat him. We won. Yeah, we kicked their ass. He's through. But and no. No, this is when you get your Thanos reveal. But not only is he there, he's like hiding behind the chimney. Mm-hmm. He's right around the corner. See, Iron Man's not with him. It's just, That's the problem. They don't have the sensors going. I just find it hilarious. Only Thanos is hiding there. Well, it's looked like it looks like they've they've uh, the the coin jets in the backyard, right next to the shed where they keep the grass cutter. Well, no, they land on the roof. That's a roof. Yeah, that, that, that's the roof. Oh, because it almost looks it looks to me more because it's green back there. Kind of looks like a hedgerow. Because well, done well, up in a weird way. Well, that's buildings behind them. Yeah, I guess uh, if, if I take it like that, and I, I never really, th- I didn't think it. Th- this is the way I thought of it. I thought of it as like he's on the outside wall of the Avengers Mansion, but they cut it away so you only see the piece of brick there, so that you can see inside where you see the garden shed, the Quinjet, this brown grass, no, <laughs> tan no, grass, no, they're on a path. No, but, that's the that's the roof. Don't you know all super teams land their ships on the roof? Should. But I've always thought Avengers Mansion was huge. The whole area that was taken up, you know. Yeah. I'm not a see. I've never really. I've never been to Manhattan, and I don't really know the perspective of the area. No, that's a pretty big building. And I understand that it's a big building, but you know, it seems like land space is probably a little. You know, like they. I would think of it like 20 feet behind a mansion. There's a freaking fence or a brick wall, really. But it's not really a brick wall because, you know, it's Tony Stark enabled. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but, that's that's the roof. Because Manhattan, trust me, state, land space is at a premium. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I figure. And I, like I said, I don't have that perspective. I have a more landscaped perspective because yeah. I live in a rural kind of area. No, I dig so. it. But I just find it comedic that Thanos is hiding behind the chimney. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's within like 100 feet of him. Because he's he's eavesdropping. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's his his thought bubble pretty much 
is giving them shit for what they're saying. Yeah, but here's the thing. Thanos hiding there. Did you see the movie uh, V for Vendetta? Yes. Do you remember when uh, Natalie Portman is... She has that guy who she's friends with. He's the uh, he's the guy who has the comedy show. And he does that one comedy show. She's at his house. She, he does that one episode where he makes fun of the prime minister. And that's when he get, his ass gets beaten up and taken away. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I remember in the comedy show they did like the fake they did like the fake prime the prime minister and they had like a, a comedic version of the villain V and he'd be like go <laughs> you know he'd be like hiding behind like behind oh the yeah I can see that that's what Thanos looks like to me he likes him to go <laughs> I'm right here they don't see me yeah I don't like the way he's rendered in that last panel he just looks too goofy there yeah it's yeah, he's drawn. He's like coming across like a regular supervillain who's like worried about going to prison. Yeah, no doubt. They'll not take me. Otherwise, the rest of the issue is fine. And like, their use of Thanos is like the, you know, basically telling his aliens to quit bitching while he had like the big star thing going on. All awesome. But those last panel or two, it's like, eh. Well, it's, it's mainly just to show you that Thanos is now on Earth. Yes. Like, he couldn't have just snuck in anyway. And it's a- not like you know, they've got anything great. I mean, maybe, I guess you're alluded to the fact that maybe Starcore 1 could have seen that small of a ship go through. But because the big dreadnoughts couldn't see shit, and they're supposed to be more technologically advanced, you would think, than Starcore is. Well, Thanos didn't use a ship to get to Earth. Thanos just went to Earth on his own. Oh, come on. I don't really believe that one. Yes. How did he, where does it say that? You find out in Captain Marvel. Oh, oh, I haven't finished reading the next thing then, I guess. Yeah, because I only read up the uh, the recap issues. I didn't continue on. Wow. Yeah, 32 and 33, which ends the oh. story. That's where you find out how Thanos gets Okay, well, I'll have to check them out now, too. And that's how you'll find out, because as he says in his last panel, because of the Avengers, what they did, they have actually doomed the Earth. Ooh, yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, I just figured that's just villain talk for, I think I got it going on. Oh, he doesn't have a place. <laughs> he, you has, know, he always gets stopped. Come on. Well, remember, as of here, he hasn't always been stopped. He's never been stopped. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we're talking about the Avengers. Come on. Yeah. I mean, hey, I still got to find out what's going on with Iron Man. You'll find Finish those issues. You'll read it. You'll find out. I know that I'm going to have to continue reading after this. And that's coming up in another episode or two, actually. We'll finish this up. Oh, well, see, now you've given me more reason to listen. There we go. Besides hearing your own voice again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides hearing my own voice again. And that was Avengers 125. So, at least as a tie-in, it made more sense as a tie-in for Thanos than the Daredevil issues did. I look forward to reading those. Just Oh, they're crazy and fun, but they don't make sense. I'll pull them in. I, I like a lot of Daredevil that I've read over the years. There are a lot of Daredevil issues that I'm not as fond of. I'm really not as fond of it, the religious aspect of his character. And well, I know that it is a very driving force in him, and I enjoy it for that. Yeah, but that doesn't but happen I don't for years. that delve into the more um, Catholic version of his well, character. I well, guess, these, in that aspect. Well, I don't mind him dealing with Mephisto, but, uh, I don't know, sometimes they go a little too, you know, religious-y. For you. 
god stuff for me. Yeah, Thor, ah, come on. Well, look, luckily, the Daredevil stuff, that doesn't really come into play until after Frank Miller takes over. Ah, uh, okay. And these issues are what, that, uh, that I did are well before Frank Miller took over. Okay. This is still crazy Daredevil fighting crazy villains. Trust me. This is like I said, they're they're good issues. Yeah, I know. I, I look. That's insane. why I look forward to doing it because I, I I know the ages from from listening to the CGS podcast of Daredevil. Oh They've yes, had right. a couple of uh, of really good podcasts on the various uh, bronze, silver era, all that of Daredevil and other. Yep. Yeah. I know the basic era that I'll be listening to about. I guess and. Uh, I do look forward to listening to this. But yeah, those issues are definitely Bronze Age, though. They're pre-Miller. Yeah, because I'll read them, too. You know, anything that I'm going to listen to, I will definitely try to read. Agreed. And most everything I can get, and even, like I said, in these issues, I was able to get the the, uh, the Captain Marvel issues on the on Ultimate, the Marvel Ultimate thing. Yeah, Unlimited Marvel Digital. Unlimited, sorry. Unlimited, not Ultimate. Ultimate's gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I re- I just got finished reading a bunch of the uh, new Ultimates. The one with uh, Spider-Man and Bombshell and... Oh, okay, that series. The Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. Yeah. The Black Widow. Was one of them called Black Widow, I think? It's weird. I mean, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it, and I, I kind of know where... For some reason, the... Um, I think there's a let. Is it a Latina spider arachne or something like that? Shit, I can't remember her name to save my life. She came from like I want to almost say the Ultimate Universe, but maybe not. Maybe it was a different one. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. There's way too many spider characters. I hate to say, you would have thought that the culling. <laughs> in the Spider-Man universe would have what Spider-Verse I guess it was would have taken care of that but it did not no but the important thing is they kept the best one which one which which one well Peter Parker Spider-Man hell yeah oh no close what what one what one do you what, what one is the one that you like the most Kane Peter Porker oh Peter Porker the spectacular <sighs> Spider-Ham uh, I could take in the Orlees Spider-Ham just like oh have you read any of the, the uh, Howard the Duck stuff? Um, Marvel Universe has like the first maybe four or five issues. Depends. What series of Howard the Duck? Well, here's the latest the one. Did Steve Gerber write it? I don't know. Did it's I the latest have... one. It's the one that just no. came out okay. within the last year after after the after the after Secret Wars. No, they launched. They read the first that. two issues of it. I'll I'll get there eventually. An issue is one of the best issues I've ever read. It made me almost pass a tear. I haven't read any of the new stuff. I really (laughs) just started reading Marvel post Secret Wars, so I've only read like I'm trying to read it somewhat in in order. So I read the Point One and I read Avengers Zero, and right now I'm doing the Avengers books. Oh, that's right. You said so. Yeah. Um, I like the way that uh, that new Avengers has gone. Um, I'm that. Without without giving you anything, you know, big, you know, because I'm I'm current on Marvel Universe right now for the most part. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have uh, out of out of the Avengers books, I I actually I have enjoyed all of the Avengers books. Um, 
I would have thought the one with the younger team, um, which I, I think that's all new, all different Avengers. I, I can't remember. I can't keep yes. all their names straight, but with I think a, that's the, the one. Young Spider-Man that's the one that's got Miss Marvel and the young Spider-Man and, uh, and the Nova. Now, I have read Nova, and I love the Richard Ryder Nova is my Nova. <laughs> but I like the Sam Alexander Nova. And part of the reason I like him is because I watched that damn cartoon, Ultimate Spider-Man, for like two seasons because I was bored one summer. Yeah, even though he's <laughs> so different in the book. It, I know, and he is. He's a lot different in the book, and I like that part. I, I like, that's the reason I continue to read it. Um, you know, I probably I would have gotten tired of Sam out, but but I gave it a shot because the Sam Alexander character isn't that bad when you think of the. The ultimate Iceman and ultimate Human Torch having lived with the ultimate universe Spider-Man in the comics. And, and Sam Alexander has that characteristic that those two characters played off of Peter Parker. The give him the, you know, give him grief and, you know, you know he's, you're, you're, he's there because he's your buddy and he's a superhero as well. But that, you give him shit all the time because he's your buddy. You prank him and stuff like that. That's the way I, I took Sam Alexander. So I was like, oh, I'm going to check this guy out. And he had nothing to do with that ultimate. Oh, yeah, you, so different character. Yeah, it's so totally different. But because I gave him that shot, I actually kind of liked him. And you know, no, now like I'm the, sort of wanting him to find his dad. I like the kid Nova. Yeah. I want Richard Ryder back. I really do. I think he's coming back soon. I think I heard he is coming back. Yeah, I heard he's coming back soon. they got to do something because they're going to have him find his dad soon, I think. I don't think he's found him yet in the Marvel Universe. I'm, I'm, I'm a few issues behind, I'm sure, in there. But that's that's been his driving force is to find his father. And I think at the rebirth, he found his father. Hey, if they can have, like, they still have like 30 Green Lanterns, I'm sure we could deal with having two Novas. Okay, I'm going to do the promo now. Really? Finally. Okay, let's do the promo. What do you mean, let's do the promo? I'm the one who has to do it. Well, can I with it then? Okay, okay, here we go. <clears throat> Iron Man. The Incredible Hulk. The Mighty Thor. The Captain America. Wow, being dramatic there, aren't we? Do, do you think it's too much? Should I back off? No, 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 you're fine. You, you're good. Okay. You've seen the Earth's mightiest heroes in the Avengers franchise of films. Now you can enjoy the stories that have inspired those films through the magic of comic podcasting. Magic of podcasting? You sure about that one? Well, yeah, because, you know, we're awesome. Like, magic. Only without actually seeing any magical things. Just go with it, go with it, go with it. Okay. Don't forget to tell them what we're actually doing on the show. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So join Lily Wilson, the awesomest teenage comics fan in the world, uh-huh. as her father takes her through all the early comics that feature characters from the Avengers franchise of films. And some that aren't in those films yet, but will be, because we started with the anime before we had a full film. Oh, well, yeah. And don't forget Spider-Man. So that's not the Avenger, but he's there. Oh, okay. So um, maybe it should be that feature characters that have been, are currently, or will one day be in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Better. And where should they go not see this magical podcasty goodness? 
New episodes can be found. <coughs> do I have to do the voice? Yes, you do. Okay, okay. New episodes can be found at the Complete Marvel Reading Order website, cmro.travis-starns.com, and clicking under the Podcasts tab. Or on iTunes by searching Complete Marvel Reading Order, or just search for the name of the show itself. Um, Dad? Don't you think we should actually say the name of our show? Oh. Yeah! Avengers! Inspirations! Podcast! Listen and stuff. Yeah, good job, Dad. Thank you. This would normally be the part of the show where I would do the Friends and Enemies segment. That's where we talk about whatever other comics were out the same month as this one, July 1974, that either Thanos or Adam have appeared in before, and we have already covered that title on the show. However, July 1974 is the same month that Captain Marvel 33 came out, so we're just going to wait for that episode. Now, on to the begging for feedback. It's feedback begging time again, where I beg you, please do something feedback-wise. What can you do? Well, you can go on iTunes and leave us a review. Preferably five stars, but I'll take anything at this point. You can also send us an email for your thoughts, criticisms, poems, whatever. Resurrections Podcast at Yahoo.com. Go visit our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. New episodes are posted up there, images from the issues we cover, and whatever random stuff I think of. You can also find similar things on our Facebook page. Just type in Resurrections into the Facebook search box and it'll help you find it. Also, the show is on Twitter now. It has an official Twitter feed at Adam Thanos Pod. Finally, if you want more of me? Go look for John Wilson's show, The New 52 Adventures of Superman. I am his co-host on the Road to Rebirth episodes, where we chronicle the issues from DC's New 52 series that lead towards the rebirth that is happening right now. There's already two episodes out. Go listen to them after we've finished this one. I want you all to know that I really do appreciate all of the downloads and anyone who's ever sent an email, iTunes review, followed the show on Twitter, Facebook, or Tumblr. I'm going to do my best to be sure you are all thanked at least once on the show. And to that end, here are a few more people who have liked our Facebook page. Patrick Finnegan, Ryan Wilson, Andre Lashley, Louis Felix, and Jack Sutherland. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, an iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. So, Chris, anything you want to promote or talk about or have people go to? Uh, well, not particularly, man. Lately, I've been on hiatus from everything, but you can always follow me on Twitter at uh, at Chris L. Matthews. All right, there you go. And we will be back in about two weeks with... Well, it depends how this goes. If everything goes according to plan, this is coming out in early December, and that means the next episode is our outtake episode. <laughs> See you all then. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood.
The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.